Writing is hard. Getting honest feedback shouldn't be. If you're looking for a way to get honest and safe feedback on your unpublished manuscript, I want you to check out the Spun Yarns beta reading service. They'll match your manuscript with three trusted readers, handpicked according to your needs. And then after those readers have read your manuscript, an editor curates a comprehensive report of insights and suggestions for your next draft, all in 30 days or less. And the best part? They've agreed to give you, my lovely listeners, 15% off the price of a manuscript report during the month of March. So to claim your discount and to get honest and safe feedback on your unpublished manuscript, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash the spun yarn and use code savannagilbo at checkout. Something I say all the time is that your characters can slam their fists on the table or they can clench their jaws or stomp their feet or things like that, but I promise you that the reader is going to feel nothing. So although you've shown the physical reaction, you haven't made the reader feel anything by just using body language and physical tells. And this is one of the reasons why I don't want you to rely on using body language or physical tells to convey emotion in your story. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the common advice to show, don't tell. And spoiler alert, it probably doesn't mean what you think it means, but more on that later. So we're going to talk about what this advice usually tells writers to do, and then I'm going to share how I think about showing versus telling. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about what this common advice to show, don't tell usually means. In general, the advice to show, don't tell means that a writer should relate information to readers through sensory details and actions rather than exposition. And the thought behind this advice is that showing sensory details and actions will help create a more immersive experience for readers. It will allow readers to be quote-unquote in the room with your characters, experiencing whatever they're experiencing. So in short, showing illustrates something while telling merely states something. Now here's a quick example of showing versus telling in the way that most writers think of it. An example of telling would be something like this. I walked through the forest. It was already fall and I was getting cold. So that's an example of telling. An example of showing would be something like this. The dry orange leaves crunched under my feet as I pulled up the collar of my coat. So that's showing. And that's good advice, right? The second example is a lot more engaging than the first. However, this isn't really a first draft problem. It's not the best thing to be focused on when you're writing your first draft and trying to piece together a compelling narrative. And because of that, this advice tends to leave a lot of writers feeling stuck and like they're spinning their wheels trying to show all of these different sensory details. Now, I just said that showing sensory details that pull a reader into a scene is good, right? And I also said that this isn't something you should worry about while writing your first draft. So what do I mean by that? And then what should you focus on when writing your first draft? Well, let's bring things back to basics for just a second. People read fiction to have an emotional experience, and each genre works to evoke different emotions in readers. We talked about this way back in episode two, which I will link to in the show notes for easy access in case you haven't heard it or in case it's been a while, but that is the episode that's all about genre. So if people read to have an emotional experience, then how do we go about making sure they actually have an emotional experience while reading our novels? 
Well, this is where show don't tell comes in. And this is what I meant earlier when I said this advice probably doesn't mean what you think. And the way I think about it is that the advice to show don't tell really has two different layers to it. The first one is what we talked about earlier. So using sensory details and actions that help immerse readers into a scene. The second one is all about showing your character's emotional reaction to what's happening in the scene. And there are three ways to do this. The first way is that you can tell readers what your character is feeling. So in other words, you can name a character's emotion like this. You can say Maggie feels sad or James was thrilled. But I recommend using this method very sparingly. And that's because many writers will start a scene telling readers how their character is feeling, but then they have to increase the severity of the words they use, because how do you show sadness unfold after you've already said that character is sad? At some point, it's going to become challenging, right? And then writers will rely on things like body language or bodily sensations to convey emotion, and then the scene just becomes way too dramatic. So again, this is not a method that you want to rely on or use too much, but it is one way that you can convey the emotions that your character is feeling. The second way you can do this is that you can show emotions via body language, bodily sensations, and physical tells. So for example, you could say something like, Jane's eyes were dull and lifeless. She felt pain in her chest despite her sluggish heartbeat. Her body felt like it was going to collapse in on itself. But keep in mind that although physical reactions are visibly helpful, they barely convey what your character is feeling in the moment. So in the above example, could you guess what Jane is feeling? Because I could guess 10 different things and who knows if I would be correct. So just because we say that Jane has dull and lifeless eyes and feels like her body is going to collapse in on itself, we have no idea what that means or how Jane is actually feeling. So we don't know how she's feeling and we don't know the source of those feelings. And this certainly isn't going to evoke emotion from readers. Something I say all the time is that your characters can slam their fists on the table or they can clench their jaws or stomp their feet or things like that, but I promise you that the reader is going to feel nothing. So although you've shown the physical reaction, you haven't made the reader feel anything by just using body language and physical tells. And this is one of the reasons why I don't want you to rely on using body language or physical tells to convey emotion in your story. You can do it sometimes, I just don't want you to rely on it to carry the majority of the emotion in your story. The other reason is that it's super easy to slip into melodrama or rely on cliches when you use too many physical reactions like this in your story. So again, use this method in moderation. Now the third way that you can convey character emotion is that you can show readers what your character is thinking in response to what's happening in the scene. And this is important, so if you're doing something else while listening, maybe just take a break and listen to this one point. Showing your character's thoughts in reaction to the external events of the story is the most powerful way to A, create empathy between readers and your character, B, reveal who your character is, and C, evoke an emotional response in readers. And this is because novels are the only medium that lets the reader into a character's head. And if we don't give readers access to our character's psyche, or if we don't let them into their head, readers are going to feel cheated and they're not going to have an emotional experience. Readers want to know the meaning behind everything that's happening in the story. So they want to know what your characters are thinking or what a moment means to them or how their perceptions change over time. And because of this, it doesn't matter how dramatic the events of your plot are. Without a sense of the meaning behind what's happening, readers aren't going to have a reason to keep turning pages. 
So this is really important. Thoughts more than body language convey character emotion. And we can definitely learn about people from what they say and do, right? But imagine what we could learn if we could see someone's thoughts. We'd be privy to their biases, their hopes, their fears, their longings, their emotional turmoil, and other things like that. We would know exactly what kind of person they are because we would see their inner life. And all of this is especially true for complex emotions. So complex emotions are best revealed through what your characters think, and that's because if a reader knows the source of the emotions or the why behind how they're feeling, then they can empathize with your character, and they'll feel those complex emotions by placing themselves in that situation. So they'll be feeling the complex emotions that you don't have to name outright. And when done correctly, this makes a reader feel like they know your character better and it will make them feel more engaged in your story. And that's because the reader has been in your character's head and they've had to judge situations and make their own decisions about how your character is processing the events of the story and they now feel included and emotionally invested. And this is the kind of experience that every author should want to create for their reader. This is why it's not just about telling the reader stuff with every sentence you write. It's about showing them how things affect your character. Now, most of the manuscripts I edit are lacking this type of interiority or the point of view character's thoughts and emotional reactions. So why is that? Well, first of all, I think a lot of writers I work with just don't know that they have to include this stuff. And second of all, many writers tend to shy away from showing the readers what the point of view character is thinking or feeling because they think it just gives too much away or leads the reader by the nose too much. So they don't want to be too obvious regarding what their characters are thinking or feeling, but in most cases, writers tend to take this way too far, and they put close to nothing on the page in terms of their character's emotional reaction. The other thing I've realized is that there are a lot of methods out there that teach writers how to plot their books. So things like the classic three-act structure, the hero's journey, save the cat, or any of these other external plotting methods. And these methods can all be wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't use these. A lot of writers I know work with and use these methods and it works for them. So do whatever works for you. But I want to point out that these methods often work better for screenplays than novels because screenplays are all about the plot or what happens when. And screenwriters don't usually have to describe body language or the tone a character is using or their facial expressions or what the characters are thinking or sometimes even what happened in a character's past or even where people are standing in a room. These type of things are often left to the director and the actors to interpret. And this is why we can have 3 million plus different and equally effective versions of Romeo and Juliet, right? But solely relying on the plot doesn't work for a novel because, again, it is the most interior of all art forms. Novels invite us into someone else's mind and they let us follow along as that person makes meaning of what's happening to them. And then as the character makes sense of events, so does the reader. So all of this means that a writer has to convey everything. They have to convey body language, the tone a character's using, facial expressions, what the characters are thinking, what happened in their past that made them how they are today, and even where people are standing in a room, right? We have to do all of that, and we have to do it using just words on a page. But a novel that simply describes what is happening when is going to fall flat. And not only that, but the characters aren't going to behave believably on the page. I see this happen all the time in drafts that I edit. So in real life, if someone were to come up to you and say something really unexpected, it's not going to be natural for you to just react quickly or logically in most cases. Most of the time, unexpected things tend to kind of short circuit our brain for a minute. So if we want to mimic real life, we have to think about things like that when we're writing. 
And a lot of the drafts I edit will show characters rushing into saying something or reacting without taking a second to process what's been said, which again is just not really mimicking real life, so it can be a little bit jarring and it can pull us out of the story. Now, all of this being said, it's definitely more challenging to use this third method in your draft. It takes longer and you have to dig deeper into your own emotions and put yourself in your character's shoes. But this is what it takes to write quality fiction that readers will connect to and that will evoke emotions in your readers as well. So this is the technique I want you to rely on the most, especially for your first draft. And when in doubt, include more of your character's thoughts and feelings than you think necessary, even to the point of making yourself uncomfortable. And then you compare everything back later once you're done with your draft. So that wraps up the three methods for evoking emotions in readers. And it also wraps up my favorite way of thinking about the common advice to show don't tell. Now let's do a really quick recap of the key points from today's episode before I let you go. Key point number one is that show don't tell really has two layers. And the second one is what we focused on in this episode. So what I mean by that second layer is that we need to show readers how a character reacts to what's happening in a scene or how the events of a scene affect your character. Key point number two is that there are three ways to show emotional reactions in characters. You can tell readers what the character is feeling so you can name emotions. You can show emotions via body language, bodily sensation, and physical tells. And you can show readers what the character is thinking in response to something external. And I recommend leaning heavily into that last method. Key point number three is that digging deep and showing your character's innermost thoughts like this is definitely more challenging and it definitely takes longer to get right. But this is what it takes to write quality fiction, so I highly recommend you work on mastering this skill. And as a bonus tip that will help you do just that, I want you to get in the practice of tearing apart what you read and write. So print out some pages of your favorite novel and look at all the different ways that that author conveys character emotion to readers. You can even use a different color highlighter to look at the three different methods we talked about today. And sometimes it's helpful to do that exercise and then print out some pages from your own manuscript and just compare and contrast. So what I often find is that writers will discover that a published novel has way more of this interiority, so a character's thoughts and feelings, than their own drafts have. And I think once you can see that, you know, color-coded or however you're going to look at it, I think it can be really helpful to get a sense of how much of this stuff to include. So anyway, just a bonus exercise. I highly recommend doing it. It's something I still do. I think it's fun. I know I'm a little dorky about this stuff, but anyway, have fun with it. Try it out and let me know how it goes. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.